Thank you for tuning in. This is our podcast, Healthy Families First, and I'm your podcast host, Dr. Raquel Lea. You can visit our blogger, texashealthyfamiliesfirst.blogspot.com or stop through our website at learn-edu.org for resources, tips, legislation changes and updates, sponsorship, and membership. We are listeners supported by members like you, and we've heard your requests. So, we have four advocacy goals. America's future legislative processes in family court, generational kinship and communication between parents and child, economic and educational freedom, and effective justice for parents. Thank you for tuning in. Now, let's get started. Thank you for tuning in. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Healthy Families First. I am your host, Dr. Raquel Lea, and today's show is sponsored by Charles Atta and Charles Bowley, Cybersecurity Consultants and Services at com. That's com, where cybersecurity response teams are at your service with ethical hacking, training, and awareness. <sighs> We should have a clapping sound of some sort just because it has been an adventure <laughs> to bring you season one, episode one, this fiscal year of 2019. I will go into just a little bit about me <clears throat> and uh, for the audience that's coming over from the day diary, if you haven't heard of the day diary, it is on, um, Spreaker. It's on Google Play Music as a podcast. <clears throat> you may find it on iHeartRadio or iTunes, but I know you'll find it on, uh, platforms like Podomatic. You can Google who I am, Dr. Raquel Lea, or you can Google the Cognitive Institute of Dallas podcast. You will find it. Later, we'll put up some links <clears throat> just to kind of keep the flow of information going. And it's taken a while to be here. The main thing was just putting together the pieces of the show so that People have a resource of information. Our listeners have that resource of information. And then our listeners that want to help in other ways understand that we are here for them. And, and I, and I, and I hesitate in how I want to present that information because we're not here for everyone. This this show is designed for parents. We found that there are not a lot of parents that have access to shows such as this. They're just not. And outside of the realm of counseling, outside of the realm of just group and listening to whomever you want to listen to and their opinion of things, we kind of want to do something different where we offer you bits and nuggets to help you work on certain things in the privacy of your own home. 
<clears throat> we don't think there's anything wrong with that. We think that that's awesome sauce. And we bring that to you in the information that we present. So one of the platforms that we thought of doing was a magazine, which if you go to my website, uh, my main website, which is just as an author, learn dot, no, let me start again, learn dash edu dot org, you'll learn about who I am. Uh, you'll learn about how we set up the show. Um, the different portals and the different episodes you may want to listen to, you can click on it and it'll lead, it'll lead you right there. And we want to hear from you. And in order to hear from you, we've set up an opportunity for you to be able to help. And that opportunity, that, that partnership is through, uh, Patreon. So Patreon is a, uh, a membership based outlet to allow you to buy into memberships. And it's just, um, it, it, they're very, very low memberships. I, the, the biggest part is that you become active. And when I say active, that means the, the best way to encourage you is to encourage someone else. It's to, to put into someone else. So we have patreon.com slash healthy families first. So you can go in and kind of look at those tiers. I'll get into that a little bit later, but I have a schedule to keep now. So I, I need to keep that schedule. I'm sorry. <laughs> so here's the detail of today's show. Um, <clears throat> we're a six part series and today is episode one. And we just wanted to bring to you some highlights of the 30 day diary and which episodes to kind of hone in on. Like I said, you can listen to all of the, all of the series. We wanted to talk about the new topics of information that we're going to bring to you. For example, one segment of the show that we'll get into a little later on is going to be that honing in on federal funds and how those federal funds work in your state. There'll be different topics and flow charts that we present to you about federal law and child welfare information. And um, I am a huge advocate to funds being directed and dedicated to the welfare of children and child abuse prevention. And I'll tell you, if you do a little research, it is an outstanding model. I love the way this country has set up modes to protect children. I am really encouraged with that. And then after that, today we'll we'll get into um, Family Court, the Department of Family Protective Services, uh, Adult and Dis- Disability Protective Services, Elderly Services, Human Service Welfare, and, and all of those junctures that are more state legislated and uh, it gets into the minutiae of people that cannot afford attorneys kind of having life happen to them in a bureaucracy of ways because you kind of get flushed into a system of funding and a template of how things should go. So that'll kind of be, and then we'll talk about outreach. We'll we'll do that today. So let me, because this is, I want to be sure to get everything into our format. 
If you have not downloaded any of the day diaries, you need to do that because you need to understand where we get our topics and where we get our information from. We get our information from you listeners and supporters. We don't go to funders necessarily and say, hey, what would you like to hear? We go to our listeners. We present to you what you've told us you want to talk about. So that's kind of how we do that. In our calendar of events, starting in the next series, which which the strategic team is already planning because this is only six weeks, We will broadcast every other week, so it's 12 weeks. As we move forward and down the line, our strategic team is putting together how to bring you webinars and seminars online. Because we're global outreach, I just don't think the conference model where I'm actually, and our, our team is actually on a panel is, is going to be effective because the only thing we're going to do is have to go into a Facebook page and then video stream it. And so since that's the case, we're going to bring to you more webinar, seminar featured things. There will be a cost associated to it. I'm just telling you right now because the girls got to eat. I worked for these hips. <laughs> you don't get these hips for nothing, and I got to keep my weight up. So. <laughs> Staff has got to eat. People have to pay for child care. <clears throat> so as much as we care about your family, we want you to care about our family. So if there's a modest cost, don't let that scare you. Don't just understand where the funds are going. So these funds are delineated definitely to staff support. And so since we are a 501c3, there are very little grants out there that actually pay your administrative costs. And we are looking to pay administrative costs greatly. The only way to do that is for listeners to give. There's no way around it. There's no other funding for it. You gotta give. We're going to take a commercial break, but, 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 but I have another minute and a half, two minutes. If you go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash healthy families first, you will see on that page where you can become a member. I am hoping that people become a patron at the $3 tier, which means that you will support us for one year commitment at $36 a year. And in that, at $3 a month, it comes right out of your check or deposit. I have to talk to people and they'll tell me how that works. You get news, updates, and occasional live streams that we're going to do because we have to do some testing before we can broadcast live TV. So you get a little part of that. And then the people that really want to support us, and and we we advocate for listener support, is patron level two, and that's at $28 a month. 
and you get the newsletter plus access to our Reddit community. Now, there is no one in the Reddit community as of yet, so it will be staff in there until probably mid-May, but go ahead and sign up. Let us know that you care. Keep checking back as we move forward. Reddit will do what Reddit does, and we'll build that community there, and it's a little different from Facebook. Facebook is, is good for social. That's great. We're looking more on the lines of support. A little different. Uh, patron level three <clears throat> are for those gurus who'd really like to support us at $150 more per month. And you get access to our Discord community. I won't talk what it's about because it's somewhat exclusive. <laughs> and uh, patron executive star level are those that are a little more... Um, I don't know, executive-ish E. And so that's at a level of $500 a month. So I guess that's probably about $6,000 a year that you will support us. And then it talks about the features and and then we'll submit to you some things. You'll be a guest on the show. We'll put up a, a website page that you supported us. Just all of this great stuff. And at patron level, Corporate Star 5, those are for corporations looking to support us at an $850 per month level. So you get a lot of hidden benefits as sponsoring us for the year at that amount. Therefore, you it's from $3 to $850, there's something that you can do to support Healthy Families First. Check it out. Again, that site is patreon.com slash healthyfamiliesfirst. We're going to take a short break, pay the bills, keep the lights on, and we'll be right back. As a nonprofit doing the most good, the Breaking Generational Curses series and Healthy Families First is promoting healthy parent-child relationships when there is a kinship split. No communication, no awareness, no occasional meetings, know nothing and our intent is an information hub for parents to approach healing and recovery in safe spaces our broadcast will be featured in 47 countries and all usa podcast panels stay tuned for an open call to beta testers listeners signups and support and again thank you for listening visit cidfund.org that SIDFUND.org. And we're back. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I am your host, Dr. Raquel Lea, and you're listening to Healthy Families First. We're sponsored by Charles Etta and Charles Bowley. They are cybersecurity specialists who help you with your networks, security teams, and emergency response for cybersecurity. So if you need training, awareness, protection of your, of your networks, some kind of, uh, forensics detail selection, contact Charles Etta and Charles Bowley, who are our sponsors for this series of shows. So let me reiterate again, the introduction of this show is specifically for parents who have a parent-child split, meaning you are currently not communicating with your child. Now, usually when those are small children, it's because of family court, divorce, in-laws, something of that nature. When it's mid 
age children, 12 to 16. It may be puberty, adolescence. You don't know what to do. It's really rocky. The, you and the child are not talking. Maybe the child is going to to move into the other parent's home and that goes the way it goes. Or if it's an adult, <clears throat> there's a big fallout. You don't know how it's going to go. And so since you don't know how it's going to go, it's difficult to say. So our premise on this show is to help you focus and tune in on some treatment plans for you on what works when it comes to protecting the long-term relationship of your uh, generations. We want to ensure that at some point, that line of communication, whether it's what the ideal is or not, uh, we want to make sure that everything is intact. We want to make sure that you start to think of ways to resonate a long-term relationship and you can't do it with um, negative talk and there's some ways to break down that relationship really 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 bad we don't want to do that what we want to do is help you plan conversations help you do things purposefully so that you can restore heal that relationship and keep moving forward for example i'm going to talk about um from being a podcaster to actually being an advocate in state legislation, we'll get into things that are going on in my state. It, it's not the state that I that I live in right now, but it is the state that's been most advocate and effective, and that I've spent the most of my genre life in. We're going to t- we're going to use Texas as a model. But I will implement some other features and some other states and some other federal mandates that have um, funding and projects and policies up for grabs that impact on how you parent. For example, in the state of Texas, there's an organization called CASA. And CASA, <clears throat> CASA is designed... Um, to be a child welfare advocacy partner. So they're the ones that kind of step up. They're attorneys. They do webinar series. They do policy briefs on some things that are going on with legislation. They talk about legislative outcomes. They get information regarding bills. And they <clears throat> work throughout the bill process. They go through sessions, they go through the bill, they go to through priority, they go through child protection systems, and then other bills that support the protection of children. So they are a huge information hub and they are structured to only protect the child. Now, if you're geared and set up to only protect the child, guess who's not getting protected? And I'll give you just a small example of, of, of how things can go a certain way. So there's a bill, a House bill called House Bill HB 249 and Representatives Hernandez and um, T- Senator Taylor are sponsoring it. And here's how it goes. They believe that there should be a consolidation of all child abuse and neglect investigators under 
uh, Child Protective Services, they believe that the functions of child care licensing and health and human services needs to be under CPS, meaning that not only will Child Protective Services watch out for neglect and abuse, now they are permanent licensures. You have to go through them to get your license if you want to do anything with children like child care, bus uh, travel, anything like that, and probably some things with teaching. So <clears throat> where that sounds classically okay, I am sure that you can see where it kind of monopo- monopolizes funding and it makes sure that things go a certain way under a certain policy, under a certain guide. The problem with that is that parents and families are not cookie cutter parents and families. So telling parents that come from different cultures, that come from different backgrounds than the policy makers and what they had in mind, that they have to go through a certain cookie cutter mechanism in order now to raise their children have access to their children and have any businesses that do that deal with children that's a huge issue so it doesn't matter how you put these words together whether you call it child protective services whether you call it health and human services uh, commission or whether you call it texas children's advocacy center there is a cookie cutter that you must fit into you must fit into that cookie cutter. And if you don't fit into that cookie cutter, then you as the parents or parents are now the problem. That child is going to be removed and replaced or you won't be able to do business under these licensures. So it's not only going to change your your family generationally, it's also going to change how you do business. It's going to change your impact on community, on the community. And then there's some social drawbacks from that this this hb249 i think i was actually in um capitol hill in austin texas and although i didn't speak at that time i was there when the bill was coming up i think they pulled it and so the people that were that were going to comment on that bill i don't think that bill actually got heard i think it got pulled the time that i was there So I'm going to do a little research and bring some more information to you just to see if Texas has that particular bill in the House, ready to move forward, or if it's in the Senate. So most bills in Texas are sponsored in the House. Once it goes through the House, then it goes through the Senate. Once it goes through the Senate and gets its approval, then it's redrawn and it goes back for a final vote. And then at some point it becomes law with some earmarkers and some budget funding masks. And then we will talk about how that fallout actually takes place. Now, that part of the legislation process is pretty much set in stone per state. Those are the guidelines that we kind of follow and agree to, no matter what state you're in. But the details and the policies and the guides that's written, that fluctuates. So the federal government, gives money for the states to work out the details as long as they provide this cookie cutter of service to parents that they believe are being investigated, that they believe have something to do with some sort of child abuse. Now, I don't want to stay 
I don't want people to feel as though this is just about child abuse because it's not. That's just how Child Protective Services gets their funding. So here's here's a here's a tidbit, here's a nugget. We will post most of those laws under our Texas legislation website. We have two websites. We have one by wordpress.texaslegislation and and I'll post that and then um we have one um that's Texas legislation dot I think it's O R G. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Let me just Google it because I I'm I'm so focused on presenting you information. I'm I'm not using my best right now. So it's Texas Legislation dot learn dash edu dot O R G. Let me see. Make sure that it comes up. <clears throat> okay. So when you go there that's kind of my story just as an author you kind of learn a little bit about me why i initially started um doing my role as an advocate and really start to pick up from CISO um what is my full-time job to now having some philanthropic approach when i went to austin to see oh and there's the music from the website so i'll pause that <laughs> when i went to austin to actually get a look up look at the number of parents and I'm talking about the thousands that were there to voice their concerns about some form of legislation it was difficult it it was pretty it was pretty tough so what you want to do is is go on that website or you can go on the other website which is wordpress.texaslegislation.learn dash edu.org. So with those two websites, the only difference in those websites is that one of them says WordPress dot Texas legislation and the other one is Texas legislation dot. And then they both end in the learn dash edu.org. So <clears throat> the best thing to do when you're going to the Texas learn is to hit the more button and then fill out the paperwork and then someone um, that's on our staff. We'll kind of have a conversation with you about your particular situation and uh, we'll make sure you get plugged into whatever resources that you need. So let me get again, reiterate what this show is about. The show is not geared toward CPS and their investigation so much as it is geared toward legislative processes in your particular state and how you begin to recover if there's a parent child split, what your rights are to see your children, if your rights have been limited by family court system, if one parent is withholding access, if communication has died down for whatever reason, there's a myriad of reasons the tools are the same. We want to begin to introduce to you a process of recovery. Please go back and look at the, let me rephrase what I was going to say. There's some, there's some laws out there that I think are just exceptionally well, that they are really well thought and, and brought up and brought out. And this is my editorial opinion. This is just my opinion as an advocate. And there was one bill and I'm pretty sure that it passed by majority. Um, it was HB 3561 and this bill, um, 
I think it was actually killed. I don't think it, I don't think it went forward, but the thought was a good process. It seems like all of the bills that I support somehow get killed. I don't know. But at the time, this bill was for older kids in the foster care system. And this said, this bill said that older kids had to have a couple of things that the foster parents had to ensure that these children had birth certificates. And if they didn't have a birth certificate, it was the foster parents responsibility to request one. They had to make sure that the children were registered and had social security cards and other identification uh, documents. And they also had to ensure that students, that, that foster care children at certain ages had a state issue license or an identification card, which means you are now required as a foster parent to invest in the child that you are keeping in your home. It's not a rumor mill. It's not a money mill. There's some foster care parents that are great, but it is a business. And I get concerned sometimes when children come out of foster care and they don't have their bare minimums met. So. That bill, I suppose, created the presumption of uh, indigence. I guess I pronounced it wrong. Indigence. Oh, indigence. Oh, just forget it. <laughs> that there was not money in the foster care system that they were in, and it it also it it also kind of gave the perception that there was a block of homeless youths running away from foster cares so that's why that bill was killed that was a great bill so now what if 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 you are taking care of the child and you're getting paid to take care of the child because that's your business that's what you do i wish i got paid to take care of my kids didn't <laughs> I wish I could have registered somewhere with the state of Texas and said, hey, you know, (laughs) but there's not. Like I said, that bill was killed, but the idea of that bill was really good. If, if, as a parent, you want to make sure your children has a birth certificate. You want to ensure that your children has a social security card. And when they are of age, in some states you can drive as early as 14, you want to make sure that your children have some sort of um, child, I mean, some some sort of, what do you call it, um, education course that teaches them how to drive. You want to take them downtown and get their driver's test, make sure they have insurance. This is just a natural due diligence of who's caring for a child. So I didn't understand that officials are, or there were a group of people that said, Hey, you're stereotyping a certain sector and you're making us look like we're not caring for these kids. You're making us look like this is not what we do. You're making it look like kids are running away from our home and are now homeless. So that bill was killed because of a certain group of people and what they felt like. Now, Please don't call me and text me and tell me what the what the bill was about. Don't don't do it because this is a parent talking to other parents and I could care less about a political view. I don't care if you're Republican, I don't care if you're Democrat, I just care if you're parent or co-parent or or have some sort of right to parent. Every child needs that. Like I said, it seems like once I begin to get involved and do a lot of traveling to Austin, Texas and want to do 
<clears throat> a hearing about a bill and want to testify regarding a bill, it kind of, it goes up. So, <clears throat> we'll bring you current events. That's just a hint of what we'll do. This is kind of the introduction. And the next episode, we're just going to jump in with both feet. We have on galoches, it's raining outside, and we're going to jump in with both feet. <laughs> and we're going to talk about how to be impactful and how to know what's going on in your home. We're going to talk about uh, more legislative code, maybe laws that you didn't know were happening in your area and in your county, in your state. I want to look at Ohio a little bit. And then I want to talk about a little closer to parents who are struggling in their relationship with their children. And we're going to take another short break and we'll come back and we'll talk about um, listeners tuning in and then we'll get started. As a nonprofit doing the most good, the Breaking Generational Curses series and Healthy Families First is promoting healthy parent-child relationships when there is a kinship split. No communication, no awareness, no occasional meetings, no nothing. And our intent is an information hub for parents to approach healing and recovery in safe spaces. Our broadcast will be featured in 47 countries and all USA podcast panels. Stay tuned for an open call to beta testers, listeners, sign-ups, and support. And again, thank you for listening. Visit CIDFUND.org. That's CIDFUND.org. And so we're back. And thank you for tuning in. This is Healthy Families First. And I am your host, Dr. Raquel Lea. And this sponsored show is being brought to you by Charles Atta and Charles Bowley. Okay. <clears throat> thank you for tuning in. I want to mention again that, just in case you don't know and you didn't see the description, if you want to get in contact with me, please don't don't call any other numbers except the ones that are provided to you that directly have a stake in the show. I get a lot of phone calls <laughs> already in what I do for a living. So I I can't stop my day job and then call people back that have philanthropy questions. However, a part of what we do in reaching out to the community is we provide consultation services. Um, our thought is that in family court, money's going to run out. You may not have an opportunity for a an attorney 
because of whatever they decide in court and you may need one. And if you're going to advocate for yourself, then we would like to kind of point you in a direction. So if you go to texaslegislation.org slash services.html, you'll see that. So you go to texaslegislation.learn-edu.org. You hit that get started button. You will actually have information to an application to fill out and fax back. And it doesn't matter what state you're in. We'll talk to you. We'll get you plugged in and you will decide what you want to do and how you want to move forward. So FYI for that, I'm going to say, I'm going to go back to our patreon.com website. And I really want you as parents to, um, be, I want you to be supportive. Even if it's at the $3 level, level, get the newsletter. You know, we have a magazine that's coming out in May. Ask us about the magazine. Of course, I'll tell you what site it's on. It's probably going to be on learn-edu.org, our, our biggest homepage. Sign up for the magazine. It's $5.99 a month. The newsletter is three, is a $3 commitment a month. And there are small things that you can do that have a huge impact on on our clients and on you. And so we want to be effective in helping you. So parent-child relationships um, are a difficult commitment. And then when you have no communication, no awareness, no occasional meetings, no nothing, that's tough. That is tough. Now you can act like you don't care. I'm, I'm the, I am the strong, strong of the strongest, strong, strong. I really, really am. But I also recognize when I need advocacy and support and I have those systems in place where I can reach back and help others. And one of the ways that I reach back, well, let me say this before we, before I start that. We used to do a pod beam. And that's just another avenue of podcasting before we did 47 countries and start growing. And our pod bean was just people were contacting us left and right. And we didn't get paid for any of that. We didn't. And and that saddened me because I didn't know how to fundraise and we couldn't afford a fundraiser. So we had to kind of mesh it together and we literally just could not hold it together on Podbean. And so when we start asking for listener support, we got some things, but I felt like we could have gotten a lot more. And so we had the sad reality that it was time to shut down and replan and do our strategy over again. So fundraising is a big, 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 big part of who we are now. And it's going to be a part of who we are up front. If you are not giving at any level, I understand broke. Trust me, I understand broke in ways you cannot imagine understand broke. I won't even give you an example because no matter what I say, someone could come up with a better example. Broke is broke. Sometimes you just don't have it. And so you listen to the show because it's just something you can't afford to do. But I'll tell you now, my, my, my defense Kai mocha latte at Starbucks is $3 and 47 cents. And I think I drink those every other day, which is why I'm so hyped for the show. So if I can do that, then I can sponsor a $3 a month newsletter. I can't. 
You do what you want to do. You put your money where you want to put your money. You do the things that you want to do to have hope and to in generally reach out to others. That's what you do. You're going to put your money where you want to put your money. So that was one of the reasons why we went on the approach of $3 because I think most people that I'll say 98% of Americans can do that. I I don't care what country you live in. You can do $3 a month, even if $3 a month means $12 a month in, in your country, you can do $3 a month. What I, and I'm talking about differences in currency is what I'm talking about. So what I am hopeful for is that those individuals that are strong, that say, hey, I'm just low, middle income, but I'm going to support you at the $28 level because, at least for one year, because I understand that parents have been where I've been. And it's really hard to support if you if you haven't been where a child has been removed from your home or there's such bitterness between you and an ex that the child is not speaking to you or that the in-laws are breaking down communication and they, the kids went to live with their grandma. So these are hurtful scenarios. And some of the worst scenarios is when you don't even know where the child is because the child is in foster care. So you have no level of communication at all whatsoever. Black. I understand. I understand. And my heart goes out to you. It really does. And I hope that my hope is that shows like this will begin to piece you back together again. And so the only way to to get peace back together again, sometimes you have to do and not just take. So those that are are struggling in their finances that are committing to $28 a month, bravo. Bravo to you. <clears throat> and and I have to stay on our time. So let's take like a really quick 20 second break. And then I'm going to talk to you about the BGC, BGC series. And we're going to mention a couple of nuggets. We'll be right back. As a nonprofit doing the most good, the Breaking Generational Curses series and Healthy Families First is promoting healthy parent-child relationships when there is a kinship split. No communication, no awareness, no occasional meetings, no nothing. And our intent is an information hub for parents to approach healing and recovery in safe spaces. Our broadcast will be featured in 47 countries and all USA podcast panels. Stay tuned for an open call to beta testers, listeners, sign-ups, and support. And again, thank you for listening. Visit CIDFUND.org. That's CIDFUND.org. For example, one of the ways that I give back is by sharing my story and the effects of trying to blend families, trying to be superwoman, 
you know, when I married my, my husband had children and you can read all about this on the show because from time to time I'll highlight it. So in a, in a PDF file and you'll download it or you can purchase a book. So if you want to purchase the original, the original family court dynamic with my family, that's at um, bgc.learn-edu.org. It is. Here, here's, here's why we do it that way. Everything is going to have the tag learn-edu.org if it's an information hub that we bring to you. But the original, you'll have to email Camille because Camille has to order the book through some of her modes of ordering. (laughs) And then if you want it through Kindle, she'll kind of work it out. So every now and then you'll see a used book. um, But that particular book is caught up with an organization called Tate Publishing. I'm pretty sure if you Google it, you will see that the directors were arrested. And so everybody's book got put on hold. And my book at the time was on the international's bestsellers list. So all royalties were frozen. Everybody's books were frozen. Everybody's books stopped um, distributing and people found it very, very difficult as authors to kind of, when your distributor and your publisher (laughs) goes to jail, you know, who planned for that? (laughs) So now I have some of the, I still have some of the original books and I have an opportunity through um, some modes and some connections that I have to get you copies of those books. So just contact Camille and 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 say, hey, I want to order the book. Where do I go? She'll send you a link. You'll order it and then she'll release it to you or she'll mail it to you. The other books are on Amazon.com. Let me mention this about the first book. So we had family court that dealt with his ex-wife that dealt with um, extended family members and then that dealt with all this other stuff and the fact that there is limitations in spanking in Texas that, oh, we didn't know that. So as parents, we both got pulled into family court and so did his ex-wife and then so did, it was just a hot mess and it was 18 months worth of just junk just a lot of junk and, and it's worth a really good read. It's a really, really good read and it affect every area of our life. It affected my career because it was an 18 month long investigation. It affected his career. It affect our uh, social standing in our community. I think we were probably very wealthy with a socialite status, you know, but we had, we had the struggles that everyone has in their home, um, financially, but we made it happen every month. We made it happen. And so I think that I drove anything from a 626 Sport to a Jag to some other cars. So we, it was it was a pretty good lifestyle and it delineated our finance our financial struggle. So at one point I just had to demur. I I did I it, it was so much going on that after 18 months of financial devastation, of social devastation and ostracizing, you have a, dis- a tendency to demur. You have a tendency to say, you know what, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> what do you want me to sign? What? What can we do? 
And then even 18 months after, I mean, okay, so that was 18 months. And then six months after that, we still had some causality, some legal documents that needed to be signed, some debts that needed to be paid. And we lost a lot. But we we wanted to move on with life. And we did that. And then until the next incident came and family courts involved now, because I want a divorce. And, and so here we go in this merry-go-round of barrage and accusation and all this stuff again. It happens. People play dirty in court. People play dirty. People say things and they, you, they, the, the person that was your best friend that was intimate with you, that you spent 13 years of your life also knows your weaknesses and they know what embarrasses you and they know what will shut you down. And they will use that tool, especially when we're talking about who's going to have to pay child support. Now, it, it's not a case on who's going to take care of the kids. I didn't say that because when two parents are fighting, it's not about the kids anymore. It's about who's going to pay who. That's in family court. That's what you have. And if there's even an accusation, there doesn't have to be evidence there's going to be an investigation. And so the department is going to be involved or some sort of family court system or some sort of CASA and some advocacy group. These people are going to take a side. They're going to give their, let me put it in quotes, opinion about what they think about you. That's it. So the other books, Deep Dive into Sexual Assault. And one of the books, um, Sexual Assault Accusations, uh, regarding family members, that's one of the bigger sellers that we have. And I would say that the price is outrageous. I would for a book when you can download a book for 99 cents and you can get a book for $9.99 off Amazon. And if you have a coupon from Amazon prime, you can get free shipping. So <clears throat> it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty expensive book. And the reason the book is at that cost is because a lot of our services and our time that we give is free. And people take the word free for granted as though they need to eat, they need to pay their car note, and you need to do something for them. So we're putting our costs right up front, bad out. And one of the questions that we're going to ask you, and we have records, so we'll know is, have you purchased the book? Yeah, this is in the book. Yeah, you need to go get the book. How much are you willing to invest for your family? How much are you willing to invest in your own healing process? I do this show for free. I don't get any money for it. I have a host of volunteers and I have employees that I pay out of our budget, our life budget, our livelihood budget, me and my spouse, what he brings home, we put back into this show until it's, it can sustain itself. And then if we've exhausted our budget, then our committee and our board steps up. So there's a lot of people putting some kind of financial standing in um, support of you. And so we need to, we need you to give that back. So... The book Dealing with Sexual Assault by Family Members, that's a book that focuses in on the innocence of parenting. And it talks about when parents are betrayed, how much trouble you can get into if you are betrayed and the person in your intimate circle had some sexual deviant or some sexual act that they performed on your child slash children. You are now on the hook 
you will go to prison if you didn't saying that you did not know is not a defense. It's not a defense. So we found, and I found in my research, that there are a lot of children that are in the Department of Family Protective Services in every state because they were sexually assaulted. And the research is even higher that that there's usually one parent that say that they didn't know anything about it and yet were arrested and lost custody of their children. And you have got to be aware of what's going on in your state. And the only way to do that is to become informed. Yes, you can listen to shows. Yes, I'll bring you a certain level of information. But when you need us, we're going to be there. And the negotiation is that you would have invested at some level. And that's why you have to fill out an application when you go to texaslegislation.learn-edu.org. Because that's how the conversation is going to go. Our staff can't help you if if you can't first say, hey, I've done the work. Yes, I've read the book. Yes, I did the series. Here's what my questions are. I'm just going to give you the resources that are in the book anyway. And then I'm going to to negotiate some really good price for you to get some legal help in your area. We will negotiate those prices with you. We have the means to do that. We have the means to talk to these officials to kind of get you in places with your legislatures or get you five minutes with your representatives in your area. We we have um, avenues for that. But we want to know, this is, this is not a hotline. <laughs> This is not a hotline where we're just a resource of information and tips. No, no, (laughs) it doesn't work like that. And I wish that it did, but my finances dry up and so does my staff members finances. And so in order to continue to do what we do, we will continue to fundraise. We will continue to do the things that we do, but at the beginning, we're going to ask you to invest in yourself and invest in us. So that's what I was going to say about that. I think I have like another three minutes. Um, So let's take a small commercial break and then we'll come back. As a nonprofit doing the most good, the Breaking Generational Curses series and Healthy Families First is promoting healthy parent-child relationships when there is a kinship split. No communication, no awareness, no occasional meetings, no nothing. And our intent is an information hub for parents to approach healing and recovery in safe spaces. Our broadcast will be featured in 47 countries and all USA podcast panels. Stay tuned for an open call to beta testers listeners, sign-ups, and support. And again, thank you for listening. Visit CIDFUND.org. That's CIDFUND.org.
and thank you so much for listening in. I'm Dr. Raquel Leah, your host. So we were talking about um, investing in yourself. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to patreon.com slash families, healthy families first and become a member at whatever stage you want to become a member of. If you have questions, email Camille. Um, we have a, a 1-800 number online, but understand it's a message center because we're run by uh, staff um, that are mostly volunteers. So our part-time and, and our two full-time people are very, very busy because they can't get anything done. <laughs> so leave a message and she'll call you back. Here, Here's the focus. Here's the fo- Refer a friend. You sign up and then buy a sponsorship for a friend that you know has some issues in their parenting or in their external relationships that limits their parent, their parenting. It, it has to stop. It's a cycle and, and it continues on through generations. So if you have children that are not speaking with you, but they spend time with their niece, their, their aunts, their aunts, and now their cousins have conversations about you that you're not in on. The child kind of goes back and forth at whatever age, and here's this and here's that. Well, that conversation that goes on about you when you're not there, you have no control over. What do what you do have control over are your intentions and and your actionable state and your communication. So when it comes up, then you have your own voice because you've done the work and you know how to present things in in a certain way and in a certain light. Therefore, now your children starts having children and their cousins start having children. So now you have a reputation that maybe you didn't want regarding the family. So not only did it probably start when you were younger, you had children and now it's, it, it's hit one generation. And as your children grow older and you may or may not have communication with them, and I'm going to say that the communication is struggling. I'll leave it there. Then as you get older and as they get older, they have children. So now you've impacted the second generation with some form of lack of communication and lack of being embedded in the family root. How do you turn that around? You can't always turn that around. People are going to talk. People are going to talk. I could use a lot of curse words right now to express myself, but I won't. (laughs) What I will say is that instead of handling those, the pressures of life in that way, the better approach is to have an ecosystem of support, is to be on patreon.com slash healthy families first and voicing how you feel, learning what your recovery approaches are to the backlash of what's going on and having a free space to come in and come out, share ideas, promote ideas, tell your story, listen and encourage someone in their story. And then buy a book, do a webinar, do a seminar, then go live life for a couple of years and then chime back in. You need that, but it doesn't, you, you can't just jump in and expect that all of that's at your fingertips. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It's a process of changing your mind. It's a process of changing your, your knee jerk reactions on how you handle some things. It's a process of understanding 
legislation, rules, and laws in your area. And some of the advocacy support that you get, you may find that the law is on your side for you to take some action and to change some results. But it's gonna, counseling can't do anything if you don't have a structure of communication. You've, you've got to be able to pull a little, give, give a little. You've got to be able to pull a little, get nothing. You, it, it's kind of a tug of war with that, that tag in the middle, right at the even kill point. Sometimes you're going to win. Learn how to take a loss. Learn how to take a loss and stand the fight. So when you, if you've lost and now it's two and three o'clock in the morning and you're thinking about it, we don't need you to get online and start texting and blow it all up. Don't blow yourself up. But the only way to not have those reactions and to do something different when the chitter chatter starts that's negative toward you or negative toward something or people going to bring things up that put you in a place of insecurity, they're going to do it. It's what they do. How are you going to react and respond? You have no control over those other things. And so we're bringing you hope for that. We're bringing you resources for that. So here's my heartbreak. Um, and, and there are two that I just want to mention. There's the Raina Wright story. And then there's the Mississippi 12 year old boy story who died in New York. And then there is a couple of other stories and they all are similarly the same about students, um, fist fighting in school and, um, the children end up dead. That I, there's no way for me to say it nice. I've been thinking about how I wanted to word it. So we're talking about an autopsy. We're talking about an investigation. We're talking about communities being affected. And we're talking about um, reactions from the community. And I'm going to try to stay broad about Raina Wright and the Mississippi boy that was 10 that both died. And because I want to be very respectful in my comments, everyone has a comment. When I heard this story for the first time, I cried. And this, these are so many issues in one. And, and, and so the question is, when do you want to start pointing a finger? Do you want to point the finger at the gang of girls that jumped Raina Wright? Do you want to point the finger at the school because they should have done something? Do you want to point the finger at however the parents decided to send their kid to child, their kid to school without having some form of self-defense classes or courses or what do you do? You know, does she have a little phone to dial 911? You, you can even blame it on the community because I think both of those communities are pretty, um, indigenous. There's that word again (laughs) and lower level class communities financially. So there is a host of, of blame to pass around. And I can't imagine what I would ever tell the parents. So I am cautious with the boy and with the girl on how I approach my opinion. As a regular parent, and I'll say it over and over again, my doctorate is in human performance. My doctorate is in technology. However, I've been a parent for over 20 years. 
and I know some strategies and techniques and I bring to you a class of resourceful information that will start a conversation that will ignite you to do something. And, and so my, my contention is this. There needs to be several investigations and there probably won't be. There's a child that has died. And I understand that parents want answers, that national news and international news begins to hone in on a problem in a community in an area. And people start using their weapons of war. And I can be critical of all sides. I can. Go back and download the first week series of the Daily Diary where I talked about the judginess of others. I can judge the parents because as a parent, you should know not to let a child go to sleep if they have a concussion. You should know that. So guess what? You get investigated. I can talk about the community to say, you know what? There should have been some community watch. There should have been some volunteers in the school. This girl, there should, be, there should have been some people walking up and down the aisles and the halls. It should have been a volunteer watch to make sure these kids got home safely. I could blame the community and I could say funding should be cut. You don't get any more. I could blame the principal. This happened on and the superintendent, as a matter of fact, this happened on your watch. I don't need to give you a reason why I want your head on a plate. I want your resignation on my desk in 15 minutes. Enough said. Boom. I can blame the police of chief, the, the chief of police because the chief of police, they are there. They should have stopped this fight and they should have gotten that child some medical help. I think in like a minute of a conversation, I was judging on five and six different fleets. Doesn't bring that child back. Doesn't make that child safe. And I don't care what federal law or mandates you have. Still, no one has been arrested in this case. And there is a child that has died. Now, how do you want to flip the pancake? Someone told me a waffle is a pancake with abs. (laughs) So what I'm saying to you is this is about perception. How do you perceive? Who do you want to blame? Where do you want to place fault? Whatever you do, the outcome is the same. This woman has no more communication with her child. These parents are hurting, and it's too soon for the recovery process. I think you should have an opinion as a listener. I think that we try and find out as listeners how to be helpful, whether it's sending a card or offering condolences, mentioning it. The best way to advocate for that family both of those families, the best way to advocate, and I offer something that I I don't think I've seen anywhere else, is to now have that conversation with your children and to come up with a plan and to tell them the story of what happened. And don't tell your kids what to do. Be actionable about what to do. You call your principal in your district and ask them, what their plan of action is if your child is physically assaulted. You call your state legislature 
your representative and say, hey, what would you do? What does our law say? Because I have children that attend that school. I have children that are that age. I have this or I have that. If that happened to my child, what's your plan of action? Do the homework, people. Don't just look at it on TV and shake your head. I think the best thing you can do is talk to your children. Talk to your nieces and nephews. Tell them what happened. Ask them if they heard about the story. Maybe they know someone that knows someone that knows someone. That's a cousin. Maybe they know someone on Facebook that knows that family. You'll be surprised and amazed what your children tell you. And then you begin to build in a positive light on if you got into a fight at school, if you feel like someone's bullying you, do you feel as though your life is at stake at school? Who are those people? Let me know. Mommy won't, I won't defy your trust. I'll talk to the principal. They'll never know that we had a conversation, but begin to put some practices in place so that it does not happen to your child. You, There's no guarantee. Well, there's a guarantee on mine because I homeschool. (laughs) So that won't happen, that particular incident. 98% of Americans cannot afford to homeschool. I was in, and am still in, a very fortunate experience right now financially. But that does not mean that later in life, I might not be in a situation where I have public school as no option. And so if your children are going to interact in in after school care, before school care, bus care. You know, my daughters were in Girl Scouts. They went away all the time to to different camps for summer camp. They were gone for ten days. I traveled. <laughs> what happens if they are being beat like a horse for that ten days? These are safety plans that need to be actionable. So. <clears throat> I think maybe in the 1980s, like 1988, 1989, I was still in school, in in elementary school. And we had fire drills because we were concerned that we were going to get bombed. And um, this is before uh, some other things happened. And my my parents decided our education would go a different route. And we would would get under our, our desk and cover clasp our hands together behind our neck and we would get into the frames of the doors and we would we would we would stand in the hallways and and get somewhere and and ball up in a ball and clasp our hands behind us and and we went over bombings and fire drills like never before i mean it was just crazy that it scared the crap out of kids and these were bomb drills not fire drills And, and then we did we did fire drills so do you have a fire drill at your house? Do, do you have a, at your home, do you have a conversation that you've had with your children about bullying and being physically assaulted? And do they have phones? Do they, do they have a, a way to reach out, to cry out? Do you know the list of children that are doing this and that? Do you check their social media page? Do you have GPS systems in their shoes and embedded in their socks? <laughs> so that if something were to happen, you know where to find your kid. Do do you have a relationship with some of the teachers? Do you know who's on the PTA? Do you know who your superintendent is? This is the healthy way to live life in your community. Having these conversations and building these starter um, action plans so that 
and and I'm going to just throw it out there and I know I'm going to get some emails so that your child doesn't die. And when your child dies, I got news for you. You die. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Dr. Raquel Lea, and you're listening to Healthy Families First. And the sponsor of this show is Charles Etta and Charles Bowley, where they do cybersecurity, whether it's with hacking, whether it's protecting your networks, protecting your clients, and they work with compliances and different industries in order to bring you safe measures for your corporation. Go to their website at cecb.com. O-N-I-A-P-P-L-E dot com. So we're having an in-depth conversation in current events, and I, and I won't dwell on it, where I, I mentioned death and the death of your child, and which is a horrific thing to say, but it's a realistic thing to say because that's the day and age that we're living in, and you can't lean on the legislative system or the 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 ju- judicial system to provide your children with protection there's some work that you need to do and so if your children are not in your home just as much as if they are in your home you have a liability and that liability is a lack of communication with your children and your child so how do you reach out and have an actionable conversation and interaction about what to do when things like this happen. So I will say, um, before we close out, that we are highlighting a network in these six series, and we want to highlight two, and that's RAIN, R-A-I-N-N. If you feel as though you're being sexually assaulted or sexually abused, um, find a safe place to get to a computer. And, and look up R-A-I-N-N Rain and they will give you, um, some tips on safety, safe havens, and how to run and protect yourself. When you start your journey for recovery, go to the BGC series and look at building foundations, how to recover from sexual assault by family members. I am your host, Dr. Raquel Leia. This has been Healthy Families First. So this is where our journey must end. And saying good evening and goodbye to you today does not mean that you don't get another opportunity to impact your generations, legislation, an effective change in your kinship and relationship with your child or your children. And as always, the vision of our broadcast is incomplex that you consider, catch, check out, and cradle simple approaches to parenting and communication. And we are here to help support. And in kind, your generosity helps parents' liberties and freedoms from constraint to guide and parent their children and grandchildren in safe and healthy places. Won't you become a patron today? Visit our supporters page at patreon.com slash healthyfamiliesfirst.